Here we go inside the DC Sports Huddle. I'm Dave Johnson, Chris Chia, George Wallace, Dave Preston, Rob Woodfork. Uh, it seems like we're getting the, the team back together almost in regular season form, but it's preseason football, the excitement of preseason football that we're going to be talking about. The Washington football team, uh, only one chapter of three chapters. I'm old enough to remember when there were six preseason games and football players really did have to get in shape because they had to hold down part-time jobs in the offseason. And the first three games were just trying to get rid of their beer bellies. Uh, it's a much different NFL uh, today. With that, we will begin. I commend folks to check out WTOP.com, Dave Preston's Burgundy and Gold Grab Bag. We don't want to give away your whole grab bag, but what's your headline from that grab bag after one week of the preseason? Well, I think it highlighted, I guess, uh, back in the day, and we say back in the day because it was back in the Shanahan and Jay Gruden era. They didn't succeed during the regular season, but they were awesome in August, 25-15 last decade, including an unbeaten season where they won more games in the preseason than they did in the regular season. But uh, what it does, the Bird Eagle grab bag highlights it's sort of an inside the numbers, behind the scenes look at uh, who played well, how the team fared on third down, uh, and each year, there's that uh, summer sensation. This year, it looks like it might be Jared Patterson, who led the team in rushing and receiving uh, last Thursday at New England. Uh, the plucky kid from the University of Buffalo, actually a local kid, uh, went to. Uh, he's from Laurel, Maryland. Uh, he's the he's the guy that I think last week in the DC Sports Huddle we say, who could that person be? We already have our leader in August. That's the guy we're looking at. Yeah, I, I really missed out last week of being on vacation. I wanted to throw in Babe Laufenberg because we had some fun with Babe <laughs> Laufenberg uh, back in the day. I'll, I'll get my two cents in real quick. Just I just think forgetting the individual performances as we go through uh, the second preseason and we're about to begin the second season of Ron Rivera, it just it feels good because you feel like he's in charge. He's got this program together. Something is building and something is, is going on. And that's not with any disrespect to previous coaches. I'm just talking about the quality of Ron Rivera. He's done it before, obviously, with Carolina. And there's no reason to believe he will not continue to build this team from strength to strength. So that's, that's my feel-good thing is, is you, you hear him talk and you hear the way he's guiding this team. It's, it's in a good place. George Wallace, your take. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, guys are buying in completely, uh, you know, for the, with his – to his program. And I think the way the offense and, and offensive guys are talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick and what he has been able to bring to this offense so far, you're Terry McLaurin this week, running backs talking about it as well. Antonio Gibson, uh, uh, just on how he is the calming guy in the huddle, but he also has command of the huddle and, and they'll work after practice on certain things, or they'll, you know, as Terry McLaurin said, after certain plays, even at practice, if it's successful, they'll come out and say, well, well, you could do this, you could do that better. So I think that is a good change. I think that is a good commanding guy in the huddle that you like to have in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think guys are buying into that. They know he's been around. They've heard him say that this is the best situation he's been in uh, with the playmakers around the offense and the, just basically the team culture. So that's a positive. Um, you know, to your point about Jared Patterson, look, they cut Lamar Miller, former Pro Bowl already this week. So that's, to me, that shows that Patterson showed well enough in the first preseason game, and even Ron Rivera saying he wants to get him back returning punts. So I think that is a positive sign for uh, one of the guys in August that is going to shine uh, with a couple of games left. Uh, I was fine with what we saw with the first-team offense. Of course, the first-team de the defense looks like it's in midseason form. Pleased to see what Landon Collins was able to do in his first game back since the uh, Achilles. Chase Young got to Cam Newton on the, what, the second or third play, so – 
you see the defense kind of clicking there. Jamin Davis, Tiami Brown, the two rookies, still looking to see uh, how they progress through the next couple of games. They're going to get their opportunities uh, as well. Yeah, and you mentioned Chase Young. Terry McLaurin, I was talking – or he, he was on – we had him on T.O.P., the soundbite on T.O.P. this morning, just talking about how Chase Young came into Ohio State humble and eager to learn, did the same thing coming into his professional environment. That kind of attitude is going to allow him to continue to soar into superstardom. Christian, you've got a scowl on your face. That must mean you're in a good mood. What, what are you thinking? Because we're kind of really celebrating a team that lost uh, 22 to 13. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't like all that impressed. I mean, one thing that I like from I've seen from training camp reports is Ryan Fitzpatrick's rapport with Adam Humphreys, veteran receiver out of Clemson, who's bounced around a little bit, had a down year in Tennessee. Um, what always stood out to me about Adam Humphreys, Dabo Swinney came on ESPN a couple of years ago, and, and he's coached the likes of some of the best players, football players in the country. And he would specifically talk about Adam Humphreys and the work ethic and what he brought to a team, the toughness aspect. And I think that in a crowded wide receiver room where I had my doubts as to whether this guy would actually make it, um, he seems to be somebody that's uh, going to be a true slot guy. They really haven't had a true slot since Jamison Crowder. Um, so that's really the guy that I'm, I'm paying attention to here. Outside of that, I think we saw the defense starters play, uh, you know, pretty well, kind of about what we expected. And Taylor Heineke, you know, he only ran the ball once, but like, I like his, his mobileness. So if at some point, I think right Fitzpatrick will probably get benched. He gets benched on every team he plays on and we might see some Heineke. I'd like to see him running around a little bit. That'll help this team. Just like maybe it almost won him a game in the playoffs. Okay. Rob Woodford. Come on, man! You, you guys got you guys are killing me with the Heineke thing. Well, man. And, and just Chris, look, I mean, having watched him play, having watched him play in this preseason game, and I'm not trying to like extrapolate whatever happens in a preseason game and try. Hey, to man, that's a school years. word. You can't right. use that word here. I recognize that it's not going to be something that's going to happen in the regular season, but he looked like a two playing against twos, and so. When you're if you're a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, you go into that second wave of players and you look like the best player on the field. I didn't see that with him. So he did. I mean, he did some good things. I mean, he extended some drives. Um, I think in the Burgundy and Gold grab bag, I think Dave said he, they were three for five on um, uh, third downs when he was in there. So, I mean, he, he did some good things, but. You know, again, he's he's a backup quarterback, but I liked what I saw from the uh, from the starting offensive line. You guys know I'm I'm keeping a sharp eye on the offensive line. I thought the offensive line played well. It gave uh, um, uh, Fitzpatrick time to throw. Uh, they opened a couple of running holes. Uh, so I, I thought the offensive line performed well. It was good to see Ryan Fitzpatrick with that swagger and have a command of the offense. Um, because we all know Cam Newton would if he were on the other sideline, George. So uh, <laughs> uh, he's, not he's not even going to play this year for the Patriots. So don't worry. Yeah, I mean, hey, a hey. rumor isn't a rumor that doesn't die. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, um, maybe we could trade uh, Jared Patterson for him. I don't know, man. We can see, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, guys, I, I liked what I saw from the team. I know that it was a 22 to 13 loss, but uh, I, I think that score is a little misleading because that uh, that two point conversion that was good. I don't know why they called that back. Uh, that should have been a game tying two point conversion. I actually watched it back on NFL Network last night, and even the Patriots announcers 
were co completely yeah. puzzled as to why yeah. that got overturned. So it's like if somebody who's got a vested interest in seeing the Patriots win doesn't even see that call, then I don't know how the referees did. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to go down as a loss, but I thought they played well. I thought they did a good job of coming back, getting in the end zone when they had to, getting the two-point try. I mean, that was a really good throw on that fade um, mm -hmm. to uh, Gandy Golden. So I, I I liked what I saw from them. I think it's promising. And this is why you don't pay attention to wins and losses in the preseason, because stuff like that game happened. Oh, and, and also the, the the score would have been different if Dustin Hopkins makes both field goals and his trust way talked about. It's not just on him. It doesn't it's, even come down to that. Right. 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 So it's, it's, it's not, I don't think there's a panic button to, to push there with the, the field goal kicker. It's, it's a, a timing thing. It's a, a team thing. Now, if he can't make a field goal the entire preseason, we've got another and, issue, but. And I will, and I will say this because I was pretty hard on him uh, initially and I didn't take into account the, uh, the rookie snapper. So, uh, and, and uh, trust way gave a really detailed account of what goes into it and, and, and the timing and all of the things that they basically need to get down now in order to be ready for game speed, um, you know, field goal tries. So, you know, with, with that in mind, I'm willing to see a little more from D hop. I, I, I think he's been here maybe a season two or two too long already. And they had Graham Gano, a guy who played for Ron Rivera out there on the market last year. And he ended up being a, a basically a pro bowl performer for the giants last year. So uh, D hop is going to really have to, <laughs> he's going to have to really be good this year in order to justify keeping him as long as they have. And it's just and fun by to the way, the, based, based on my illustrious high school kicking career, which obviously is the same level that we're talking here, timing is everything with these things. Okay. So try, I, I, I trust in that three-step process. I mean, how's, the, how's illustrious not a college word? I said right, extrapolate. No. Those are the same well, things. If, if we extrapolate George's illustrious career, we can and compare it to Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, we, can, we can watch tape anytime you want. Just let me know. I'll bring him in. I know Dave Preston's chopping at the bit. I'm going to get to, real quick on Taylor Heineke. I will say that I, I'm not starting a quarterback controversy. I don't think he's a number one. But I think what is exciting is we have a small sample size on him. I still think uh, you think about he got thrown in last year after we Googled to find out who he was. And next thing you know, he's starting a, a playoff game. Uh, and he's only played one preseason game now. Uh, so I think it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Dave? I think each of the quarterbacks looked exactly where they should be on the depth chart. Nobody had a game good enough or bad enough to move them up or down or even be knocking on the door up or down. I thought that Brian Fitzpatrick had a decent, uh, you know, two possessions, one of which would have resulted in points that Hopkins made that 40-yard field goal. Heineke had a nice drive at the end of the first half, but wasn't spectacular otherwise. And Montez looks like a third string, fourth string guy who's trying to hang on the roster. So nothing happened this past Thursday to alter one's view of the depth chart. Question is now moving forward. What happens when Kyle Allen joins the crew? All right. What do, what do we want to see? What are you still looking for? Christian, we'll start with, with you. What else would you like to see from this Washington football team going forward as they progress through this now three-game preseason? The linebacking core continuing to support the front guys out there who can be run stoppers. Um, if this becomes a unit, a front seven that I think already is there in terms of a top three defense continuing to play there, you know, when in a 17 game schedule, you're going to have the grind of the year. It's going to get nastier weather. I want to see these guys play like dogs. I mean, that's what I 
preach when, you know, I coach my high school football team, like be tough out there. And I've seen that effort from those guys. Rob was right. I mean, the score really totally wasn't indicative. I thought the defense played pretty well and has that attitude under Jack Del Rio. Um, so just really, I would say that I think we know how explosive this offense can be and the offensive line issues really do need to be, you know, removed. I don't know that they're going to be totally, but uh, they, the O-line needs to improve, but the defense just keep doing what you're doing. You're going to win a lot of ball games that way. Just, uh, being better and tougher defensively. George? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I think the um, the word that Ron kept using last week was consistency and what he wanted to see uh, from week one to week two in the preseason. And, and I, 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 I think that's a, a good thing. I think these, you know, there aren't many spots up for grabs right now. You know it's basically what you're watching is what you're going to get as far as first teams are concerned. Um, the, the rookies to see how they keep progressing because, look, between Sam Cosme, Dami Brown, Jamin Davis, you know, Jared Patterson, even these guys, I think are going to be counted on this year to play and, and produce. So to see how they continue to make it through the summer, I think is going to be big for me and, and the offense too, to see how it keeps progressing from week to week. Uh, you know, last week was a, a big, it was interesting the way they, uh, that Ron Rivera was talking. Look, there was no preseason last year. Some of these guys, you can't tackle anymore in practice. So this was the first time to kind of see, between hitting and then taking to the ground, the thump into the ground. So I think that was, uh, you know, to hear you kind of take that stuff for granted, like, oh, it's, it's, it's second nature, but the way that these coaches kind of talk about it. And I thought the other thing that's interesting, the college guys, how they have to keep reminding them. And I know we've touched on it here or there again, things you think are second nature in college, when you're down, you're down, but in the pros you're down, you're not down. So those are the little things that you hear Ron Rivera saying that you haven't heard from previous uh, regimes and that just goes those it's the little things like that which makes a difference i think between a ron rivera coach team and others which is which is a positive for me all right we're gonna we've got a minute left we're gonna split it between dave press and rob woodford dave go anything uh, on your mind now going i'm forward. looking for crispness i'm looking for quality of play i think the one thing that we lacked in previous preseasons under previous regimes was that there wasn't a sense of urgency i think with ron rivera his head coach we saw that last Thursday, even though we didn't technically get the results we wanted. Looking for improvement on both sides of the ball as well. Rob? Offensive line is something I'm going to keep an eye on and lessen until, um, you know, we find out, <laughs> you know, one way or the other, uh, whether it's going to be good or bad. Uh, like what I saw from Sam Cosme, uh, that's the big question mark on the line for me. So I uh, thought he acquitted himself well. And also these special teams, because they missed two kicks. So we need to get that timing down. We need to see a lot better. Uh, it can't be misadventures in kicking anymore. They can't afford to have that. They're going to be playing in a lot of close games because they are a defensive-oriented team. So we need to see improvement in special teams especially. Offensive line, most important thing in football. And that'll often dictate how far you will go and there was some study years ago that they're the smartest. They did this by GPAs. So there's something to that as well. I mean, the NFL has a doctor playing right guard for the Chiefs right now. Right, so. right. Yeah. <laughs> One of many reasons why I never could have been an offensive lineman. Just not bright enough. That'll do it for this week's DC Sports Huddle. Yeah, we're getting into the football season. For Rob Woodford, Dave Preston, Christian, George Wallace, I'm Dave Johnson. Thanks for your time. Great.